Hi, uh, John, Jonathan, and Jeremy. How are you guys doing? Good. Awesome. Doing great. This is like the tri- triple J threat going on over here. I really, I really <laughs> dig it. Yeah, it was a bit of a tongue twister when you yeah. said that too. I was like, oh. Yeah, I, I felt like I was going to mess it up, but I'm glad I didn't. Uh, <laughs> thank it. you again <laughs> so much for sharing your time with us today on the movie podcast. Uh, we Lovely. absolutely adore you guys. Like this is a like, game night is one of our favorite comedies and we probably watch it. I would say if if not once a week, at least once every two weeks, you watch it. Uh, I think, well, I think that's, that's it. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, then I got <laughs> there's so much. Here's a prop for you. Oh, oh no. thank you. Oh, <laughs> Wasn't that the third Harry Potter book? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, and Jeremy, you've obviously by your background, you know, you've pr- you've produced some of our favorite, you know, Marvel films of all time. So we you know we're just so lucky to be in the presence of all three of you guys today. Thank you. We're happy to be here, man. And whenever yeah. we were in trouble on set, our executive producer would we would hear three J's right now. Oh <laughs> man, something that was upsetting to the. Uh, the budget or schedule of the film. Uh, so, uh, well, we yeah, won't call you guys the three J's. No, we won't call you three um, <laughs> Give them the flashbacks. Yeah, we also just want to confirm this interview is not going to end after we ask you five questions. That's okay. That's, okay. We're good. Right. Awesome. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, you know, we got to ask. You know, Dungeons and Dragons was such a huge surprise this year. What was it about Honor Among Thieves that made it the right project for all of you? You know, following what you've done before, why was this the right step next? Well, you know, it's it's quite ambitious and we knew that we wanted to make um if we were going to make a big budget tentpole movie we wanted it to be different from the ones that you've seen uh lately and so this felt like a perfect way into our strange and subversive sensibility um dnd is inherently uh works against the fold and is such a unique uh, portrayal of the fantasy space that it just felt like such a great fit for us to be able to really mine the comedy from the genre without it feeling like we are doing a disservice or um, betraying what the core of D&D fundamentally is. And we also felt as if there, there hasn't been a fantasy film with any kind of sense of humor in a very long time. Um, that's not to say that we wanted to spoof the genre, but we did want to make it more relatable to modern audiences in the way that Princess Bride did. Um, and, you know, in some ways, the way Monty Python did, not quite that broad. But, um, you know, it just it felt like a, a rare opportunity to bring our sensibility to it. And for me, a lot of it was these two, these two gentlemen. Uh, I had worked with them on Spider-Man Homecoming um, I, I had read a script of theirs called um, uh, Bus Driver, which is one of the best unproduced screenplays in Hollywood. It's so funny. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful script. And we'd worked together on the first part of Spider-Man Homecoming together. And those guys wrote the draft that like established the entire tone and vibe and feel and mood of those movies. And uh, I had just such a great experience with them. So we've been trying to find something to do together. And they were thinking about directing this and called me and said, Hey, we've written a first draft of this thing. We think it might be something. And honestly, a lot of it for me was an opportunity to work with, with the guys. And, and I knew that together we could make something like awesome. And it was just like a joy to come on with them and to go make this movie because I knew we could make it great. And I'm so proud of what we did. Cause I, I think we did. I think we like made something really, really cool that I'm so deeply proud of. And it was, you know, like the chance just to work with these guys again and take, take it to the next level um, of their, of their storytelling. Uh, and, and, and for me as an independent producer, like out of my own to make something 
so massive that I shouldn't be allowed to go do this. And uh, definitely, I, it was a pleasure. Yeah, you know? it was really a pleasure. That's amazing. And, and this movie is—it's not only just super fun, but visually, it's so good to look at because you've got this blend of visual effects and practical effects that are throughout the film. So I have to know—you know—why was that important to all of you guys and the vision of the, of the movie? Well, it was really important to us to. Um, sort of set ourselves apart from the uh, the look of, of films that we've seen as of late and, and really embrace that fusion of uh, visual effects and practical effects, uh, which harkens back to the adventures that we loved uh, as kids growing up, Jurassic Park, NeverEnding Story. Um, they really did such an incredible job of seamlessly integrating uh, practical with with you know cutting edge uh, digital technology, and so that was important to us. And it was also important to us to portray fantasy uh, in this co colorful and uh, aspirational landscape, which uh, I feel like it has been sort of portrayed bleakly lately. Um, and so it was really just an opportunity to make a film that families would enjoy, um, kids and adults would be able to remember the films that they grew up grew up loving and watching has anyone kept the jonathan costume for themselves like is anyone wearing it at home <laughs> it's wildly expensive so no jonathan yes yeah yeah the, the practical thing honestly like it had worked out really well on iron man one and uh it felt like the right way to start a universe like to really make it grounded uh, and to really make it tangible. And so when the guys started talking to me about wanting to do some practical, like calling Shane Mahan at Legacy, who had built the original Iron Man armor, like was wow. the only move, you know? Like I, I knew that those guys were capable of the kind of innovation and the kind of like step forward in practical effects that would bring it to life. And they were incredible partners. And like the guys just had the endless, John and John had endless imagination. And those guys had an endless ability and skill to bring it to life. And it was just a great collaboration, like watching the, the corpses, watching Jonathan, watching, uh, watching uh, Nerixius, watching the tabaxi. Like it was all real. Like it was all freaking real. And it makes it for such a better experience of film. And, you know, there's that there's a moment in the movie where we get a lovely, lovely cameo by the one and only Bradley Cooper. I have to know what, what was what was what was all that behind uh, behind that? Because that was fantastic just seeing him on screen was just making everyone cheer and clap in the theater it was definitely a moment for sure it was definitely uh, a moment well we always knew that we wanted a, a very recognizable face in that role so that when holga opens the door and we see a three-foot version of that star <laughs> that much more surprising and fun for the audience um and because the role that scene is not quite played for comedy other than the fact that he's three feet tall <laughs> to get past that it's a very emotional tender scene and um in a way that makes it all the more funny. Um, and so, you know, John had worked with Bradley on a, on a TV show years ago, and uh, we reached out to him, we showed him the movie, he really loved it, and said he was in. And so uh, he came out, we shot it separately from the main footage of the movie, um, and the, the, the our incredible VFX people made it all blend together seamlessly. It was the craziest six hours of the film. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really, top to bottom from the time he showed up to the time he left i think it was six hours total and wow. uh and it was incredible and it was funny because when we i had the first conversation with the manager uh he was like yeah look he's it's not gonna not gonna happen i'll come watch the movie but i i just don't see this happening and i was like look like he did he did rocket and like it was a day and like it put him like square in the center of popular culture 
out of nowhere and like how cool was that and like it'd be cool to do it again and then he saw the film the manager did and and he said i'm showing this to bradley and then bradley called john immediately and it was awesome like it came together really quickly once the film because the film was good like it was like oh oh i could be in this movie yeah, a lot oh, of that's people exciting. don't expect this film to be good. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is the sort of preconception that we were always kind of battling and, and trying Still. to kind of convince people of. Still. Um, and so, you know, there's, there is something very satisfying and gratifying in having a film like that, where going into it, you really don't know what to expect, and you're probably expecting something that's bad. Well, we, yeah. we definitely want to say that, you know, when it comes to you guys, you continue to defy expectations and, and we felt that with game night and we definitely felt that with dungeons and dragons because while maybe sometimes marketing might not hit it when the movie comes out you guys absolutely crush it like again game night is so inventive dungeons and dragons really does take that that fantasy genre and give it that comedy that's been sorely needing so people need to stop doubting you guys that's all i can say <laughs> i agree with you on that man thank you there's they're freaking great they are the yeah. real deal i tell everybody i meet like they are the real deal from top to bottom when it comes to oh, writer director working yeah. at hollywood today <laughs> they really are no. they're just they're full of inventive ideas and they're funny as hell and they actually can do emotion and they have inventive action ideas. And very yes. and very nice guys, as it turns out. <laughs> and they're very nice. They're very handsome. They smell, and they smell very good. Oh, they're just hitting all the, everything you need. Yeah, they're handsome, awesome, funny. Yeah, okay, no, get it. No, I know. I know you guys battle a lot, like with, with people's kind of preconceived notions with this film. Where do you where do you see this going? I know, like, like there's so much opportunity to tell more stories with these characters. You know, are you guys looking to a future of like returning to this world and telling more stories with them? Uh, I would say that's that's a, a strong maybe. Um, I don't think we can say with any certainty what will do next in terms of the D and D landscape, but um, you know, we we definitely see a potential in this world uh, broadening and finding new stories to explore. That said, we also enjoy telling completely different stories, so we'll see. I guess. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for mm -hmm. sure. Absolutely. I mean, I certainly think um, I certainly think as people come to see it on video and like audience for it is expand i think that we're going to find people wanting more like my favorite tweet so far has been a person who said this movie has my highest honor the movie i put on in the house when i'm doing laundry and i think that like <laughs> speaks to, like the fact that like people like want to hang out with the film like people see yeah. it and they just want to hang out with it and be friends with it and live with it and that to me is like that like strangely is the highest honor for a movie like what are you putting on when you're at home on a saturday by yourself doing stuff around the house like what mm. movie do you want in the background? And like the fact that it's this for people is like, it's cool. So I, I do think there's hopefully a lot more to do here. Um, as, as it goes, you know, I think it's the, the guys who just create such a great world that it'd be a shame not to explore it more. Yeah. I'm sure there's an honor in comfort movie genre. So uh, you guys are clearly nailing it there. I uh, you know, just want to wrap up and say, thank you so much for taking your time with us today. Before we do though, real quickly, who, who was the best D and D player out of everybody with that you've played with so far in, in the movie? Among the cast. <laughs> Yeah, I would say I gotta say, say Simon. Oh, justice! Yeah, justice! Yeah, mm -hmm. justice! And justice his, his exceptional use of animal friendship. Reggae, reggae! I think what you know, he's he's he might very well be the nerdiest of the bunch, mm -hmm. um, and so really fell into the role playing game mechanics immediately. So I think he would be a, a technically proficient. Uh, player for sure <laughs> and, and michelle rodriguez no great surprise just wanted to kill anything that came in her path oh that sounds <laughs> great yeah. a lot of killing 
<laughs> amazing well thank you guys so much again you know we can't wait for people to see this movie at home now while they're doing their laundry while they're doing their taxes whatever it is i <laughs> uh, can't wait to see it and can't wait to see what you guys do next as well thanks, thanks. guys appreciate thank it guys. Guys. Take care. Oh, bye. Bye, guys.